Welcome to episode 13 of Bedtime Stories for Grown-Ups, a podcast that is created from the stuff of dreams. Once upon a time, if you were lucky, someone told you bedtime stories. Maybe someone read you books, or the same favorite book over and over. Or maybe someone made up your bedtime stories, telling you nonsensical things until you closed your eyes and let sleep take you away. These bedtime stories are the whimsical, made-up kind. Little scenes from dreamland to guide you there. There is no plot to follow, no sense to make of anything. Just a sequence of images from beyond the consciousness of day to help you let go and drift into dreamland. We had arrived in Iceland by ship. The road from the harbor was steep and we weren't really sure which direction we were heading in. We ended up at the beautiful house on the top of the hill. The house had two separate wings. One wing was red and the other was white. The whole town had turned out for a celebration and they had put on a very generous spread. The people in the Red Wing had taken off their shoes and they were still there. But the people in the White Wing had not taken off their shoes and they had left a bit of a mess behind. Muddy footprints all over the white carpets and dirty handprints on the white walls. That kind of thing. Oh dear. We were helping to clean up before we had to leave. But the host said don't worry about that because you have to leave right away. Quick. Get ready. Your ship is about to sail. We were anxious to get going so that we could come back again sooner. We are on a sailboat with a Russian woman and an Afghani woman. We are not sure if we can trust them because they are smuggling gems. We have landed in the doldrums and now the sails are flapping listlessly. Watch out for the boom. If this keeps up, 
We might get into trouble when the next big ship comes along. We won't be able to get out of the way. And we have forgotten the rules of the sea. We received a letter in the mail. It had been forwarded from somewhere that we had never been. And it had been written by someone that we did not remember. It was a beautiful poetic letter with finely written script and hand-painted pictures. We could not understand why we could not remember the person who had sent us this beautifully crafted personal letter. We greet someone and ask her, how many years has it been? It has been a very long time. We ask her what she is doing these days, and she says something that we don't understand. It turns out that she works in a factory that is owned by a big multinational corporation that is best known for making carbonated sugar drinks. But the factory that she works in is the aeronautics research arm that is building personalized flying machines. Asia is way out ahead in the personalized flying machine market. High taxes were originally introduced because of the high rate of animal loss for the farmers up in the mountains. When the thick fog rolled in, it was very difficult to see, and some of the cows and sheep would wander and fall off the cliffs. So high tax was brought in to pay for building fences along the cliff edges high up in the mountains in order to keep the animals from falling to their deaths before they could be slaughtered for food. A murder happens twice. This took place during a party full of drunken people. They had pretended to murder one guy, but he had actually managed to sneak away, and now they are butchering the other guy. His brains are splattering on the ceiling. The murder went a lot more smoothly the first time. They were being much too careless the second time. Really sloppy. It's a good thing for them that everyone is too drunk to notice. We need to get out of here before the brains start dripping on people. This is a crime scene. 
bunch of us were hanging out down by the river. We were all talking about this girl we knew who had become an evangelical Christian. But the thing was, when she went to the dentist and he was extracting a tooth, all sorts of foul stuff started coming out of her mouth. Some sort of bile was spraying everywhere, even hitting the ceiling. We were pretty sure it was all the buried toxins underneath the thin veneer of Christianity. Everyone was talking about it. Then a group of older women showed up down at the river, and we decided to head back. We put our coats on backwards for some reason, and it was not exactly comfortable. The women were saying, you really took your life in your hands walking along that dark road. No lights at all. The drivers couldn't see you until they were almost upon you. Very dangerous indeed. Something needs to be done about it. Well, we were going to have to head back that way. We said goodbye and headed out along the dark road. Then we met another friend who said he could show us a shortcut along a path. So we didn't have to walk along the dark road after all. He had heard all about the Christian girl and the dentist. Everyone had. She had developed quite the reputation. We felt sorry for her. We followed the path. We were surprised that we had never noticed this path before. Just follow it straight up and carry on along another path. Or two. Or three. And then voila. You will find yourself back where you started. We are in a movie theater. The overhead lights have been left on, and so it is difficult to see the screen, and very distracting. The audience is demanding that the film is restarted from the beginning, and with the lights out this time. But when we look back up at the screen, we see that the actors have stopped acting because no one was paying any attention. Now they are all sitting around on the screen looking out at the disturbance that is going on in the theater audience. Now we are living in communal housing and it is not just common grounds, but common living, dining, and cooking areas. We have our own little sleeping areas up at the back. A midwife has come to find us 
a woman has given birth to a baby girl, and she is not acknowledging her. She is rejecting the baby. Later we had to carry a small child off a threshold, and then we were afraid to bring her back again. We thought we might drop her. A woman who was a daughter and a sister, and soon to be a mother, was staying with us. She had drawn up a blueprint for replacing our house. We liked the rustic old house though. It was comfortable. But she had gone ahead and drawn up the blueprint for tearing the house down and replacing it with a fortress with bulletproof walls. Why do we need bulletproof walls? She told us it was because of her cat. Her cat had earned a bad reputation. He could really piss people off. So they would come after the cat and actually shoot at a house. The woman was pregnant and she wanted the new house built within 18 months well before the baby arrived. Around the corner sits a man who used to have a big name in the pop music business. He had that one kind of syrupy pop hit, and he has been living off it ever since. Now we don't recognize him. He is much older. And forgotten. He is depressed. And we feel a little sorry for him. And then this colorful, larger-than-life woman comes barreling up. She knows who he is. She is a big fan. He is a bit overwhelmed but maybe he also likes the attention. Now she is singing a few bars of his long-forgotten pop song. Somebody remembers. This might be a good time for us to slip away. When we go outside, there is an unexpected parade coming down the main street. There is a giant pink Siamese cat float that looks like a giant gaudy cellophane balloon. Down at the bottom of the hill is a large rock sculpture in the middle of a broiling pool of blue water with the figure of a woman holding a child. The sculpture is called Drowning Woman and Child. It is in perpetual motion with the water churning around it all the time. It is quite hard to look at. Heartbreaking.
There were some crows hanging around outside. We noticed a large metal raven hovering around and looking in the window. It must have followed us home. Then we saw a couple of the crows falling to the ground, either dead or dying. It was the metal raven that was going after them. We were horrified. When we went to catch the train, the metal raven followed. There was a kind of hollow snake-like tube that seemed to be the force behind it. The metal raven was just the inanimate object that this entity was occupying. When we got off the train, we noticed this entity was now occupying the entire train station. It was feeding off us. When we arrived at our destination, we worried that we might have brought this thing with us. We told everyone about it, but nobody seemed too concerned. But then we noticed the house was surrounded with crows and with real ravens and owls, so many owls of all shapes and sizes. Some of the little owls hid themselves in the feathers of the bigger owls, like penguin chicks. In fact, the bird seemed frightened of this thing that had followed us here, so it must be a very real threat. The birds were gathering in great numbers outside for protection, safety in numbers. When we walked back to the train station, the birds did not follow us, but the black metal raven did. We could see it hovering above us, just at the edge of our vision. The artists are copying images onto some beautiful stones. Though they are not supposed to be doing any actual work at the fabrication studio. The robots get grumpy if there is no work for them to do. Now we can see the two grumpy robots sitting side by side near the studio door. Someone needs to give them some images to copy before they get really angry. When we went outside, we were in the south of France. It was a beautiful stretch of coast. We were looking after a tiny baby that could fit into the palm of our hands. The sky was beautiful, but strange. The sun rays were coming down like pillars of multicolored light. It was like being inside a rainbow.
We sat on a giant swing and felt so grateful and enveloped in love. It was nice. Giants have really big hearts. Thank you for listening. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.